Welcome to Better Before Lunch. I'm Jonathan. And I'm Lori. And today we're talking about British comedy. All right, so we have in the past talked about comedy. And we have mentioned that we like British comedy, or at least that we like Monty Python. Like, I remember talking about comedy, but I don't actually remember anything we said about it. Yeah, so we may say completely different things than we or said. Or the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, or the exact same I honestly we, don't remember. We did say that we liked Monty Python. I do remember that. Uh, it may have been a mailbag question, actually. Uh, Maybe. it's all It all blends together. But, uh, so today we're going to talk about uh, British and American comedy, which if you've seen both, you know there is a difference. One of them, they have accents. Besides the fact that they have accents. Depending on where you watch them from. Sometimes the there are British people accent. in American shows. So does that make it British comedy? Um, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I think maybe does it have to have a a British writer? Or does it not? Does it need a British cast? Or does it need both? Well, ah. I actually went and looked a couple things up because I didn't want to be completely off base talking about comedy. Uh, and it is apparently a, a pretty hard to explain difference, even though when you watch the two, it's really easy to, like, within a couple minutes, you can tell you're watching British comedy. I'm pretty sure it's because of the accent and the very, like, dreary settings. Uh, well, that that was one of the main points that they made, which it is a little outdated now because uh, the two comedies have kind of gotten a lot closer together over the last 10 years or so. Uh, if you watch like 70s comedy and 80s comedy, that's where it's like really noticeable that there's a big difference. My uh, favorite British one was Are You Being Served? When was that? Uh, 70s or 80s, probably. So that's, I think, like, Faulty Towers was around the same time, I think, right? Maybe I don't know, I'm trying to look it up. Faulty Towers might have even been a little bit early. They were I all, never like, watched Faulty Towers. 1973 which, to 1985 yeah. was Are You Being Served? So Faulty Towers, I think, was actually around the same time as, like, the Bob Hope show. I think they were often compared because they're both. Uh, isn't the Bob Hope? Isn't isn't that the one where they're in the hotel? What's the one? Oh, uh, is that Newhart? Hotel? Bob Newhart. Bob Bob Hope. <laughs> yeah, Bob, and Newhart. there was like the Bob Newhart show, and then there was just Newhart, which was his hotel one, which I recently watched and got some really good laughs out of. I always right. liked that which show. The Faulty Towers and. So is it Newhart that he has the hotel or Bob? Yeah, Newhart, okay. he has the hotel. That They get compared a lot, and they were evidently on at similar times. Uh, but anyway, the big, the big difference people pointed out between the two is that in American comedy, there's usually a focus on optimism 
uh, or at least the characters are optimistic. The setting is not always optimistic in the comedy. And in British comedy, it's a pessimistic outlook. Is it? What about the IT crowd? Were they pessimistic? Uh, they hated their jobs and <laughs> were going nowhere and were stuck in the basement. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. <laughs> where's the pessimism, though? I mean, <laughs> yeah, where's the pessimism of, of eating a, a bucket of chicken while your recorder answers the phone for you because you don't want to? <laughs> I mean, and being I af- yeah. being afraid to go up to the upper floors to talk. You're to right. People. You're right. Their life was pretty <laughs> terrible. Even when they went out and did stuff, it was like really. Yeah. Ugh. Well, and okay. they were ha- they it. were happy, but they uh, that's. Yeah, you're right. Like they weren't overly like sad seeming people. I don't know. Right. Were they? It, it's just the settings are typically like. They are losers. What about like the, I guess the same for like the remake of The Office. Was the British version of The Office much more pessimistic? I had a friend that loved that. that. It was actually Ricky Gervais that pointed out the whole optimism, pessimism thing. Because he said, you look at Americans, they grow up thinking, I could be president one day. British people grow up thinking, well, I'll never be the king. And that's where he theorizes the the difference in outlooks stem from. Uh, not everyone agrees, but yeah, it's like a hmm. I guess I can see that. Really, because if then, I okay, so I'm just gonna like kind of jump back and forth. Because really, if I think about workplace comedies. Most workplace comedies. Now, I didn't get like the most upbeat feeling from The Office. I didn't want to work there. Well, it's not always upbeat. It's just that the the characters are always like an American comedy. This is comedy, not not in drama necessarily, but comedy. The the hero characters are generally like trying to succeed, get better jobs, get better lives, and they right. know they're going to. Where, like, Jim wants to be with Pam, and the only thing that brings him down is when he thinks he's not going to get her. Where in the British ones, they don't even think that they're going to get better. And that's one of the jokes of the British office, is that the big boss thinks that he is going places when he's not. Right. Uh... It's not a it's not a catch all, and not well, everyone agreed. But well, it was I was a good just trying point. to think because really, like, okay, so in Are You Being Served, which is like seventies and eighties, they worked in a department store, and I found it really funny. But if I think back, like, I don't think anything about it made me go, "Ooh, I want to work there." But you watch well, shows like Parks and Rec, and you're like. I want to go work in a right. in a government office, which is never that fun. Which even uh, what's what's your current favorite uh, show where they're in a they're in uh, the like Walmart? Uh, that is not my current favorite. I'm currently rewatching oh, Parks and Rec at a very high previous, rate. Your previous current it, favorite? Okay, it was not a favorite. It was what I was watching at the moment. 
Okay. And whatever you're watching but, at the but, moment is what you have to continually talk about because it's all you know. Compare that to... I was watching Superstore. Okay, Superstore, so, is that it? Yeah. yeah no, com- and I don't even think that was like super funny comedy. It was okay. Um, compare that, uh, like their outlooks to well, the British Alex. I don't know. I guess they did have a few of them that had a better outlook, but it was a lot of them had like not so great lives. Um, Which but I guess like the one girl was trying to be manager and stuff like that. She was trying to, and then she did end up becoming manager, making like over a hundred thousand a year. So I guess right. you got that. And then the British comedy. She would want to do that, but never would get the position. But they are more like regal. That might just be their accent. (laughs) They just seem it. They don't seem as ridiculous as American. Uh, Well, that's their accent makes them seem that much better. Besides the optimism, which my last example with optimism is that some American ones intentionally take the optimism too far uh like always sunny they are all super optimistic about who they are the worst people ever and they're yeah they're not good people but they think that they are and they think that they're going to succeed do you remember the british comedy the young ones i don't i don't think i ever watched that one. Oh my gosh I could hardly get through it. They had the like really thick, crazy accent. And they were like punk rock. And I don't know. Uh, In a better mood, I might try to do one of the scenes for you. But <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, I will not. Well, I, the, I don't know. It's always Sunny kind of made me think of them. Like just like. Right. I don't know. Well, the so. The pessimism and optimism is a big thing. And when I heard it, I was like, actually, the more I thought about it, the more it kind of made sense. But the other big things uh, that differentiate them, according to, I went to five or six different articles and read through, kind of picked them apart. Um, American comedy, generally, they have a lot more zingers. Like, they have a lot more jokes like outright jokes it's not always true but it's a lot more common in american comedy uh and in british comedy there's way way more irony especially like irony to the detriment of somebody yeah Uh, i was just thinking i've tried to watch um friday night dinner and i couldn't make it. it was like so just everything bad happening and weird but it's like a comedy yes it's supposed uh, to be funny that all this like bad things were happening which but that's somehow it of, was like in a painful way not in a yeah, they, i'm laughing they at it that, way they lumped that into the irony uh when they were explaining it of the kind of just like well banter and irony were the two that they kind of it's just like they it, making fun of people is funny to them. I mean, it is funny to us too, uh, sometimes, but it's more of a, a like not making fun of people, but making fun of the character that's on screen, like, yeah, they to seem to the be audience, like, right, letting the audience make fun of them. 
uh, or see them get made fun of. And the other big, the other super big thing in British comedy, the the one that probably we had the least of in American comedy, with the exception of some of the stuff like Arrested Development, is deadpan and dry wit comedy. We we have very little of that. And British comedy has a lot of where they just, they say something super witty, super dry, and move on without ever explaining the joke at all. And just, if you didn't get it, too bad. You didn't get it. And if (laughs) you didn't get it, you just flip over to Mr. Bean. Yeah. (laughs) Which... This to be almost uh, is almost a little deadpan, really. Like <laughs> he doesn't. He's he's the British Mister Magoo. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I definitely know there's a difference. Um, mainly that I would I like American comedy better. I think is the main difference. I would say my favorite one is the IT Crowd, which I didn't want to watch for a long time. You know, you tried to get yes. me to watch it like a thousand times before I finally cracked and watched it. And then we're like, I found this amazing show. No, I wasn't. (laughs) I was actually surprised at how good their pilot was, because most shows don't have a great pilot. Uh, It was one of their funniest episodes. Speaking of the difference of American and British comedy, a fun fact that I like to bring up often is that there was an American pilot for the IT crowd after the success in England. Uh, I can't remember who was in the cast. Yeah, I, they're was pretty the, big what names. What is the tall guy from Community? Uh, oh yeah, Joel uh, McHale. Yeah, Joel McHale. And the other people were well. For one, Moss was played by Moss. Still, I so believe. then it's still just the IT crowd with a different. It, it um, was whatever his name is. And the Roy. The, yeah, and uh, and the girl, uh, both. Like they it replaced, just doesn't. It doesn't it was, make any sense. It was shot for shot the exact same thing as the British pilot. It's for those they, who didn't understand the English accent and the Irish accent right. of Roy. And the like not especially thick English accents that everybody has. Yeah. There was not even like they didn't even change the jokes where they were like, oh well, this is British comedy. They're not gonna get it. They kept the exact same jokes they just That's changed weird. the people saying them it was there's a reason why it never got picked up people were kind of like okay well yeah why wouldn't i don't I, even think you can like why wouldn't i watch find the that version? anywhere can you uh i found it online i assume it's probably still up somewhere uh but it's it's not officially up anywhere but right it it never actually got released i don't know that anybody really cares that it's up um (laughs) it it was a failure because it was just like why why would i not just watch the it crowd right you just watched the original (laughs) one that's weird when they did the office they changed off and changed some things they can't be the exact same characters or it's just just watch the other one right well it's like the office they i guess they kind of did that with the office for the first episode or two, it was a lot like the British one, but it still, it wasn't a joke for joke, like just character replacement, which is what it it was weird that they didn't even change the script 
And it, the office is a different show than the British office. Um, for some reason they did not. And it failed because everybody was like, okay, it's, it was right on the cusp of like, uh, everybody was like, well, I'll just watch the IT crowd on Netflix because it's on Netflix. Uh, prior to that, maybe it'd been like, well, where am I going to find a British show? Uh, but well, I mean, didn't they say that? I feel like I saw headlines for a while that Canada was remaking um, Brooklyn Nine Nine, and people were really unhappy about it because they were doing like <laughs> joke for joke type thing, and like. I don't know. Just, I feel like I like, remember why? something being like people being really upset. I didn't look into it any more than just seeing a few headlines. Uh, it. I mean, uh, people make bad business. Like people, like so. why? Just come up with a new idea. Like you would come right. up with any idea you wanted to remake it. That's what I would do as a kid. I'd be like, right. "This is my favorite or, show. I'm gonna have my friends over, and we're gonna say it line for line and record ourselves." I, right. Uh, you can't I mean, do that. Like making, even if they don't want to make it a spinoff, they want to make it the Canadian version of Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And, you know, different jokes. <laughs> don't don't yeah. make it the exact yeah, same show. Yeah, just make it like a police department and then different <laughs> right. jokes. I feel like, yeah, because once people like a show and you like the characters, when you go replacing them and trying to match them, that's tough. Well, especially, it's like, why... I can just watch go watch the, the version show. from the other country. <laughs> it's, yeah. It's going to be the, and there are like, what, 12 seasons of it. I don't, I don't think there's that many. Like, okay. But so, I can go like watch the entire like, show. I'm going to remake the Golden Girls. And then they just got a bunch of old ladies, dressed them up like the Golden Girls and did the exact same jokes. I would not want to watch it. But they did do like Hot in Cleveland where they still tried to do the single older woman, but what a modern older woman looked like. And they used right. Betty White, you know, as like a different character though. And I feel like it wasn't, was it as good as the Golden Girls? No. But did it at least work? Yes. Right. It was at least different. Yeah. <laughs> like, it was different enough to where you're like, they're going with the same premise, but it's not the same show. Right. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's the the only the only two. Well, the only show I know of that they did that from England to America, where they just did a shot for shot was the IT crowd. I'm sure there are others, and they probably also failed because people are like, um, "Well, why wouldn't we just watch the original?" Uh, but I I do think that the IT crowd thing was around the same time as the Office. So I think they were trying to cash in on that, like, let's bring a British show to America. Yeah. Because that's why The Office succeeded. <laughs> they weren't real sure uh, of things. Well, they I tried to sometimes. do a lot of things that were like The Office. Like The Office had so much success in the U.S. that they were like, oh, my gosh, we've got to try to make other things like it. They tried to make Parks and Rec similar, but then they branched off and Parks and Rec became totally its own thing. Right. And it got better as it. Got different. Yeah, no, I think so too. I think it got better as it went on. Because not not that the first season is bad by any stretch, but no, the first season, the first two seasons are good, but I think by season three, like the end of season two, they start like coming into their own. Right when they got rid of Mark Brandanowitz, it got better. 
Yeah. What are you going to do? I mean, they say he quit, but yeah, if he did, yeah. great decision Yeah. for the outcome of the show. But even though that wasn't his plan, otherwise, maybe they were like, hey, Mark. You should consider quitting. <laughs> we're going to give you a terrible character unless you want to quit. Yeah. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Maybe they just didn't know how to work with his character, but it definitely got better with uh, Rob yeah. Lowe and Adam Scott. Yeah, I don't know that that Mark Brandanowitz was a bad actor in the role so much as the character was. Yeah, just they, not a good wasn't character a strong for the show. Enough character, right? Yeah, which Andy was supposed to only be in it for like two episodes, and he yeah. was the opposite. He just he fit the show so well that they ended up writing him in more. Right. Yeah. I mean, he was definitely, I feel like that happens in a lot of them where someone just kind of, they don't expect them to shine or the audience to like them so much. And then the audience loves them. So they're like, all right, looks like we're writing that one in more. Yeah. Cause he was, I think in season one, he's in it for like one or two episodes. And that was supposed to be the end of it. And then in season two, they were like, no, people loved him. Bring him back. Or or it was in season two, but I think it was season one that he was only in like one or two episodes. Uh, and then in season two, the first episode, he's down in the pit. <laughs> uh, well, anyway, I guess that covers. British comedy. I think we touched on we definitely touched on all the points. I, I mean, our baking shows are different. I will are, say that. Are they? I I mean, they do it on like a giant lawn with a big tent and we do it in like a Well, that's building. one specific British show. <laughs> that's I don't know. That's the only one I've seen. Just because it's called The Great British Bake Off doesn't mean it's British the only show. British baking is. show. <laughs> it is. Well, Isn't like, it? They have yeah. tiny doors. I mean, it is the biggest, probably. It's the greatest, I'm sure. It's it is the great British Bake Off. Uh, well, I mean, anything with uh, Gordon Ramsay, he's British. So most of the shows he's on are oh. British. Hmm. Interesting thought. <laughs> uh, there is now. Uh, his Kitchen Nightmare show, the first, I think the first two seasons he's in England, and then the second two seasons he's in America. There is a little bit of a difference between those two shows. Uh, he is much ni- <laughs> he is much nicer to people, uh, even though he's not especially nice uh, when he's in America. Oh yeah. Huh. Uh, he, I would say he's almost too nice, really, when he's in America. It's like, in in the English ones, he just kind of, like, tells them how it is. He's like, no, this is bad. <laughs> and I feel like in the American ones, he's, like, a little lighter on them. But that may just be because the show is, was older, not that he was in America. He was trying to drop his uh, mean in the kitchen vibe a little bit. You ready for the mailbag? Yeah. 
All right. I've got one that I just really liked it. So I wrote it down. Okay. Uh, what is the first movie that made you LOL? <laughs> that made me LOL. Uh, I just liked it that they, they used LOL. So uh, what's the first movie you remember that made you laugh? Um, how would I know? I would have had to be well, a kid. Fir- first one that you remember, not the first. Well, like if you think back, what's the first funny movie you can think of? How about that? Like, like that I laughed at? I have no idea. I, I mean, I mean first... I'm sure I laughed when I was a little kid at all kinds of things. Right. So the first one that you can... Maybe that you still think is funny. Uh, I mean, as a teenager, I loved Monty Python and the Holy Grail. And I watch it all the time. I mean, I don't know. Is that like, it's definitely not the first one that made me LOL, but that one and Young Frankenstein. Right. As I have often mentioned, any and all Mel Brooks movies would probably be my, I'm sure I've laughed at Dracula Dead and Loving It. I loved that movie. Um, young Frankenstein, obviously. Uh, I liked Airplane things. a lot. Oh, I did I too. I mean, that was yeah, Airplane. Huge. Um, um, I feel like of ones that I just remember thinking, like, this is the funniest movie. It was like Young Frankenstein. And, that, and I'm just going to high school. I was younger. Yeah, I was in middle Python. school. I was definitely watching Mel Brooks in middle school. Um, yeah, I mean, mine may have been middle school. Like, it was somewhere around there because I remember just watching all the time. But as far as, like, exactly when or exactly which one I laughed at first, I'm I fairly certain know. I wore out my copies of Robin Hood, Men in Tights, and Young Frankenstein. And, uh, <laughs> uh, Dracula dead and loving it. Oh, uh, though I will actually say the first, the first movie I probably laughed at was probably the movie my entire family, extended family, used to watch together once a year. Uh, support your local sheriff. I've never even heard of that one. It's um, it's a western, but it's a comedy. Uh, it's just very quotable. I don't know specifically why, other than it was a funny movie that we all watched it, but it was a yearly family gathering, and (laughs) it's it's a funny movie. Every year at Christmas, my family would watch Christmas Vacation. Uh, Oh, that's a good one. Ever since I was little. Uh. Support your local sheriff. I had to think a second. Uh, James Garner is the the lead of the movie, but it's a comedy. Yeah, I looked it up, but I haven't. I don't this, know it. He was he was also Maverick, uh, but it's not a movie about Maverick. It's uh, it's just a it's a comedy western, and we watched it 
every year and I could probably quote the entire movie still watching through it. Hmm. <laughs> um, okay, right. we'll move on to my question. Yeah, your question. All right, mine is from Lily and it says, how would your friends describe you? Um, how would your friends describe you? I don't know. It depends on. Uh, Mine would describe you like on a what friend. British yes. comedy. Yeah. <laughs> they uh, don't understand the jokes. I'm very dreary. Very and, boring uh, <laughs> and dreary. And <laughs> they're probably not going to hang out again. Um, <laughs> very disagreeable. Is that something that happens in a British comedy? Uh, I don't know. That's just me. It's just how they describe me. Yeah. Um, I'm working on that. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't know. I'll I'll send out a questionnaire later and find out. But I'm gonna say it's something like that. Uh, I guess for me, it would depend on which friends you ask. Because <laughs> you're somebody different for each friend group. No, I just have friends that would probably describe me in very different ways. Some would be very nice, and some would probably intentionally be uh, very like a British TV show, uh, lace it with a lot of banter and irony when they were talking about Man, it. I see now that when I was asked, I should have said, what friends? <laughs> uh, yeah. It was not a much like, safer play, wasn't it? <laughs> not like how they would describe me, but that I don't have any. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, got it. Yeah, see? Just like a British Ooh, comedy. Nobody yep, got my got joke. Your, yep, you got yourself with that one, too. I, that, I said that's it, very nobody British. got it. But now I'm so American, I'm explaining it to everyone. The, uh, the cell phone is a very British thing to do. <laughs> uh well, that was my question. So is that the TV book club I hear? Oh, yep. That's it. Archer, season one, episode one, The Mole. All right, so did you watch the TV book club? Yes, I did watch it. Okay. So you said you like Archer. What I did do you, like Archer. What did you think about this episode? Because this I didn't is think a it little was bit like different. one of the best ones by any means. Uh, it's another good intro to the series. I I definitely would not call it my series. Uh, yeah, it doesn't. I feel like the series has a different. Like, I don't know, look a little funnier. This one wasn't that funny. Uh, right. Yeah, this was more. Every season is a little bit different. Um, I would even say that kind of like Parks and Rec, the characters come into their own as the seasons go on. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're intentionally all stereotypes of like spy movie characters or like office characters in this first uh, like Pulp Fiction spy people. That's 
they made a cartoon based on a Pulp Fiction spy novel, basically, but then also made it funny. Uh, I like the episode. Nothing like stood out as like, I don't know. It's something I'd want to talk about. I just like, I just watched it. Um, and that was that. I felt like after she took all those antihistamines, her eyes probably wouldn't have still been so swollen. <laughs> took like 5,000. I don't think they were antihistamines. <laughs> oh, was that the joke? I, I, yeah, I think the joke was that they were like pain pills that she was taking. <gasps> okay, but I see, I am a British comedy. I, just miss, I totally missed the joke. I'm like, that is not how you take an antihistamine. And her eyes are so swollen. And she's... I, I mean, but you do get a little loopy on antihistamines, too. So I was like, maybe. Yeah, I think the joke was that she was... Uh, Taking pain pills. Yeah, I get she it. she was like, take it like Xanax or something. I had know. to have the thing explained to me. So I didn't, <laughs> didn't help with the jokes there. Um, yeah, I mean... I don't have anything to say, really. It somehow left me without any comments. Um, it was this. I think the first three episodes were what were originally made. I know it wasn't the whole first season, and then be- because of it, they went on to uh, to make the entire series. But uh, no, not the best episode. But to really appreciate the really good episodes, you have to have kind of watched. It's, it seems like the kind of show where you don't need to watch episode after episode, but you really get the jokes better throughout the series if you just watch it one after the other. Yeah. Um, so it, it would have been weird to jump into it in mid, mid-season or something. Um, but funnier, so... Probably a funnier episode, especially for us, uh, as we already know the right. I already know the characters and stuff, so I guess that yeah, it just wasn't it wasn't as funny to me as I think some of them are. Some of them really get me. Um, I, and I like Archer normally has some lines that I think end up thinking are really funny, and I I didn't really. Yeah, he he didn't get to do a lot of his though his uh, his love of. Tactical turtlenecks uh, does come on display real quick with the first episode. That's it. That's a signature of his, the tactile neck uh, <laughs> throughout the throughout the series. It becomes his go to tactical wear is the tactile neck. Um, yeah, I mean, it's there are much better episodes. The series as a whole. I would rate very high. Um, Also, lead voice is John Benjamin, is one of my favorites. Also, Bob. Yeah, Bob of Bob's Burgers. I actually, I never realized, is Carol the one girl? Carol, right? Yes. I never realized who she was. If Cheryl, is that her name? Whatever. Well, she legally changes her name to Carol because Archer always calls her Carol. Oh, Okay. Well, um, I didn't realize that that's the lady that played in Mary. She's like one of the voices on the kids um, show Storybots. And I, don't know. <laughs> I didn't I didn't know that that would 
That would and, throw me off watching the show. Yeah. And she ended up being like in the second half of Two and a Half Men when Ashton Kutcher comes in. She's like his ex-wife. But anyways, um, like I never realized it until I watched the first episode and it, I was like, is that her? Is that the voice? And so I looked it up and I was like, oh. Yeah, the the like whole voice cast are pretty famous people. Right. Yeah, I guess I like sometimes you don't sometimes you notice right away. I feel like Archer's voice. Right. You know. John Benjamin has a very (laughs) a very noticeable voice. It's hard to not know that it's Archer when you hear him. Uh yeah, uh, well, and don't forget. The mom. Uh, well, Carol is also one very important person in another fantastic show that you totally glossed over. What did I, what did I do? Who? Arrested Development. Who is she in that? Uh, she's uh, his, uh, Kitty, his assistant. Why am I not remembering that? She's the uh, George Sr.'s assistant that he runs off to Mexico with. I can't. I don't know. It's like not sticky. Oh, okay. I had to look it up. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why I could not like. I could not remember it. Well, the mom in Archer is right. voiced by. Is also, um, yeah. Uh, I don't know. I don't know if John Benjamin had anything to do with Arrested Development, but I know that a lot of those people from Arrested Development are actually all like they work together a lot with the people. Yeah, it seems like it seems like it's like that a lot. When you start seeing people in the same movies or same TV shows, they end up like in other shows together or like they're voicing stuff together. I feel like they're probably like, hey, so and so would be good for that role. Yeah, that's a little wink. There you go. Especially comedians. Comedians uh, work together a lot. Um, John Benjamin, I don't think, is in Arrested Development. I think that's one show. He's in just about everything at least once, but I don't think he's in Arrested Development. So, um, how many poisonous pens do you give it? <laughs> uh, with, the, with the cap that comes off with, for yeah. no reason. Right. Uh, <laughs> I would say... I'll do the same thing. I'll say I would give it two and a half, but because it's a good anchor episode, I'll give it an, a bonus point. So I'll give it three and a half out of five. Or yeah, I think seven out too, of ten if you're going to think apart you're, my grading skill. Yeah, I'm all <laughs> confused on the grading. I think the two, two and a half is probably the right for this episode because this episode does not stand out as fantastic in any way. Right. But it's a good anchor episode. So that's the only. Like if I just saw that one, I'd probably be like, that's not going to be that good of a show. Yeah. So. Uh, So you're only giving it a two? Um, I'll give it a two and a half because I feel like it could have been worse. Now, as the series overall, what would you what would would you say there's a difference in your rating? Oh yeah, I would say like the series overall, I'm like 
like a three and a half to four. I, I'd go four and a half for sure. There are, I'm not there are huge on like animated that. series. There's a right. few that I like, but I'm never like, I really want to watch this animated series. Although I would say, I I don't know. I was trying to think like, I like to watch Bob's Burgers every now and again, but I also went through a phase where we watched a lot of Archer. So I guess it's just like, just not all the time. So that's why it doesn't so, get quite as high of a reading for me. So a six out of 10 for this episode. And overall, we'll say about an 8 out of a 10. Sounds good. Uh, and that's poisonous pens with caps that come off for no reason. Uh, all right. Well, thanks, everybody, for listening. And uh, comment down below if you're on C. Otherwise, email us, podcast at com, or uh, talk to us on Instagram at Podcast. Let us know your thoughts. Give us mailbag questions. Recommend shows for us to watch on the TV book club. Uh, or just say hello. And we will see you next week. Bye.